0: From Las Vegas, you're listening to Verve. Church for people who don't like church. Thanks for tuning in. 35,000. Six. 35,000. Six. 35,000 is the number shaping your life. Six is the number that will allow you to take back your life. And I will explain, but I'm going to start with a story. Uh, One fourth of July, a bunch of us went to watch fireworks. Uh, When they were done, all the adults were standing there bored, uh, and the kids were running around with sparklers. And so I said, hey guys, to the adult guys, right, Uh, let's play catch with a sparkler. They're all like, what? And I'm like, let's play catch with a sparkler. So we lit a sparkler and started throwing it to each other. And like the guys were kind of like, not really trying to like, you know, it would just like let it fall to the ground, pick it back up, throw it to somebody else. And, And I'm like, guys, catch it, catch it. And so finally it was thrown to me and I reached out and, did you know the sparkly end of the sparkler is like wet fire that sticks to your hand and burns right through your skin? Yeah, me neither. It was horrendous. Why do I tell you all that? To let you know that I am a bad decision maker. And I hate to break it to you, but chances are you are a bad decision maker too. You may not think so, but you probably are. No no offense. Turns out we're all pretty bad at making decisions. And that's a big deal because the quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. Right? Sure, it's true and it's a problem because we don't make good decisions. Just look at the evidence. We eat more than we should. We buy things we can't afford. We waste time. We procrastinate. We say things we regret. We do things we don't wanna do. We hurt the people we love most. And we do not do the things we want to do, right? We rarely eat healthy food, exercise, uh, read our Bibles, or or save for the future. We don't pray enough. Say I love you enough, or slow down enough when we eat ice cream to avoid brain freeze. We are bad at decision making. If it helps, you're probably not the worst decision maker. Did you hear about the guy uh, who had a cockroach living in his ear for three days? but thought it was just water, so he kept just blow-drying his ear. You at least have an edge on that dude. (laughs) We will get to the unbelievable importance of your decisions in a minute, but now that I've accused you of being a bad decision-maker, I think I owe it to you to explain why we all make bad decisions. So, what stops us from making excellent decisions? Technical answer? Lots. So many things. But I'll highlight three. Uh, the first enemy of excellent decisions, we are overwhelmed. We're overwhelmed. You remember that first number I gave you, 35,000? Well, here's where it comes into play. Experts estimate that we make 35,000 decisions a day. Wow. Wow. You are making decisions all day, every day, from whether or not to hit snooze, to if you'll take time to pray, to what you'll wear, to what you'll eat, to to whether you'll exercise, to social media, if you should post and what you should post and whether you should like their posts, to to dodge or not to dodge your coworker, to when uh, will you check your email and how you respond to all these emails and what to eat for lunch and what to eat for dinner and what are you going to do tonight? And speaking of what to do, What are you going to do this weekend? Is it really wise to spend Saturday Tokyo drifting with your car? The the decisions never stop, and it becomes overwhelming. We make so many choices. Our decision-making muscle literally becomes tired. Cognitive scientists call it decision fatigue. They have discovered that As the volumes of decisions increase, the quality of decisions decrease. That explains why you can make difficult and wise decisions all day at the office and then come home and binge eat and waste your entire night on TikTok videos. It's because you literally got tired of making good decisions. Or perhaps you've been making a series of wise financial choices because you want to save money. But then out of nowhere, you make a stupid purchase you later regret. And you wonder, how could I be so dumb? Why did I do that? Decision fatigue. The first enemy of excellent decision making is that we are making too many decisions. The second enemy of excellent decisions, we're afraid. We're afraid. Uh, you might not have worried when you chose whether to eat oatmeal or yogurt for breakfast, but when it, when it comes to uh, bigger decisions, we're afraid of making the wrong choice. You know, is, is this the college to go to? Uh, which car should I buy? Or should I buy one at all right now? Sh- should I take that job offer? Should I go back to school? Have you heard of uh, analysis paralysis? We look at the options and we can freeze up fearing we might make the wrong decision. And all of this can lead us to make a bad choice. But sometimes, uh, because we're not sure, we just don't make any decision at all, which feels safer, but indecision is a decision and is often the enemy of progress. The second enemy of excellent decision-making decision is that we're afraid. The, the third enemy of excellent decision uh, is that we are emotional. Emotional. In their book, uh, Decisive, great book, uh, Chip and Dan Heath show through their extensive research that we are biologically hardwired to act foolishly and behave irrationally. They explain how our emotions may be the preeminent enemy of excellent decisions. We let emotion overrule logic. you've experienced this, right you uh, you you don't want to yell at your children but then your dumb kid does something dumb again. Logic says be patient but emotion says yell as loud as you can and emotion rules overrules logic. Or um, maybe there's a sin, self-defeating behavior you are determined to avoid, but then temptation comes knocking. Logic says, doing that is not healthy and would dishonor God, but emotion says, let's party. And emotion overrules logic. To make great decisions, we need to think ahead Logically, like, what are the consequences of this choice? What path does this decision put me on? But emotions typically give us a a myopic focus on right now. What's interesting is that we often spend way too much time analyzing unimportant decisions. Which Netflix show should I binge watch next? But make important decisions, should I watch porn, on an emotional whim? And I know for me, I, I will sometimes spend hours researching a purchase on Amazon. I'm reading all the reviews. But, but then when it comes to critical decisions, I often let my emotions take over and I just react in the moment. Have I told you about playing catch with a sparkler? We, uh, we have forces working against our making wise choices. And again... All of this is a really, really big deal because the quality of your decisions determines the quality of your life. I mean, for the most part, your life is the sum total of the decisions you make. We, we, don't, we don't usually think of it that way, but, but it's true, right? A successful life is not based on a few big decisions made at a few big moments, but it's based on thousands of normal decisions made at thousands of normal moments. Maybe think of it this way. Every decision you make is a vote towards who you will become. Every decision you make is a vote towards who you will become. That's why we need to think ahead. Each seemingly inconsequential decision has such consequence. Because the truth is our decisions are rarely isolated. I don't know if you've probably noticed how like good decisions tend to compound in the right direction and and bad decisions tend to compound in the wrong direction you know what I mean, right? I, I bet you've made a bad decision thinking it was only a one-time thing and, and later realized that that one bad decision put you on a slippery path. It felt like that choice gave you permission to keep making the same choice or similarly bad ones. Somehow your bad decision multiplied uh, you, you've also made good decisions that seemed isolated, but weren't. Your choice just seemed normal, but it was actually enormous. Right? You you made the right choice, and somehow it had a compound effect. And it's like, it's like we make our decisions, and then our decisions make us. The decisions you make today determine the stories you tell tomorrow. You could say it this way. We could say, your decisions determine your direction and your direction determines your destiny. So, if your life is moving in the direction of your decisions, which it is, do you like the direction your decisions are taking you? Do you feel good about who you are and where you're at? Are you happy is God pleased with your life? If not, it's time to take back your life. It's time to take back your life. How? Through the power of predecision, which is different from New Year's resolutions, which don't tend to work. We're going to use the power of predecision by deciding now what we will do later. That might sound uh, very simplistic. But it is a profound spiritual tool that will help you live in a forward-looking, people-loving, God-glorifying way that leads you to become who you want to become and live the life you want to live. Decide now what you will do later. like, (laughs) because... When you're in that moment, right, you have those enemies wreaking havoc on your ability to make quality decisions. So why wait until you're in the moment? Ask God to help you decide now what you will do later. And good news, what you do now can be different than what you did before. I say that because, man, sometimes we get stuck, right? We get stuck thinking, I, I've always been this way, and I'm, I, I, I am this way, and I've always done these things. It is what it, it is. It, I am who I am. I'm never going to change. But that's not true. That's not what God says. God says this in Isaiah 43. He says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. I'm doing a new thing. The way we partner with God in the new thing he wants to do in our lives is by making new decisions. We make these pre-decisions with God and then we submit them to God. God, if, if this is your will, God, I, I, this is what I want to do. And, and what does God do when we do that? Look at Proverbs sixteen three. It says, commit to the Lord whatever you do and he will establish your plans and you commit your predecision to God, he's going to help you. He will establish your plans. Decide now what you will do later. Uh, we, we see, man, you read through the Bible, get to know the Bible, you'll see the heroes of our faith doing this throughout the Bible. Uh, one example is Daniel. Uh, he and his friends were basically taken hostage and they were forced to live in a foreign land. Uh, they were brainwashed to think uh, like their captors and to eat the food that they ate. Yet Daniel believed that eating the king's food, this, the king of this nation that took them, that it would dishonor God to eat the food. And we read in Daniel chapter 1, verse 8, but Daniel resolved not to defile himself with the royal food and wine. And he asked the chief official for permission not to defile himself this way. And Daniel... Didn't want to get to the dining room where he might have been tempted to go against his values by that perfectly seared tomahawk ribeye and by that molten chocolate lava cake. And so he pre-decided, my values will be determined by God, not others. I will honor God with my choices and therefore I'm not gonna eat whatever they put in front of me. You decide now what you will do Later, because in that moment we don't we're not good decision makers. With God's help, we will determine our course of action before the moment of decision arrives. So, so it will look kind of like this, um, kind of like um, when faced with, and, and fill in the blank, this situation, and you know, when faced with the temptation to spend my whole night on TikTok, when when faced with the temptation to go against my diet, whatever it is, I have pre to. Take this action. Okay, we're we're gonna predecide. When faced with this, I have predecided to this. For instance, I'll give you a couple examples to help this make sense. Um, when I begin to worry, I will, okay, maybe you struggle with worry. And when, when you start worrying, you worry. But you're gonna predecide when when, te- when I begin to worry, I will read First Peter five, seven. I'm going to get out my phone. I'm going to get out the Bible app. I'm going to read 1 Peter 5, 7, which says, cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And I will pray for at least one, but preferably five to seven minutes. 1 Peter 5, 7, right? And and so that's what you're going to, whenever you're tempted to worry, I pre-decided that's what I do. Or uh, when I am tempted to make an impulse purchase that costs more than $50, I will, what would be good? I will wait three days before deciding whether to purchase it. Maybe that. Uh, Or uh, when I am tempted to fire off an angry email. Maybe that's something you've done uh, before and you're tempted to do again. When When I am tempted to fire off an angry email, I will wait at least five minutes so I can pray and calm my mind. Do you see how this is different from New Year's resolutions, which are just... I'm not gonna spend so much money this year. I'm not gonna worry anymore. I'm gonna lose 10 pounds, right? It's, it's a goal, but, but, but there's no path to get there. What we're gonna do is, we're gonna do New Year's revolutions uh, through pre-deciding. Uh, what will it do? If you make essential predecisions, decisions what will it do? We'll, well, first, pre-deciding will reduce the number of decisions you have to make. Remember how we feel overwhelmed by all of our choices and it leads to decision fatigue? Well, pre decision combats that. Uh, Steve Jobs famously wore the same exact outfit every single day. Did he just really love his black long sleeve t shirt and blue jeans? No. He knew that not having to choose his clothes every day freed up his decision making energy for other more important decisions. There's a, a Billionaire hedge fund manager named Ray Dalio. He wrote an, an entire book about this. Um, in his book called Principles: Life and Work, he says that predeciding—check this—can reduce the number of decisions you make by around ten thousand a day, and lead you to make much better decisions. So, predeciding will reduce the number of decisions you have to make. Second, predeciding will reduce our fear that we're making the wrong decision. We often make poor choices because we're driven by or we're stopped by fear. And we fear with good reason, right? We know our track record. We know how how much we have going against us in the moment of decision. But when we pre-decide, it reduces our fear. Why? Because we base our pre-decisions on our values. We decide in advance what's important to God and important to us, and we commit to make decisions that honor those values. 3rd predeciding will prevent our emotions from taking over. Man, we want to live wise, God-honoring lives. But in the moment, our emotions often take over and hijack our integrity. That's why we need to decide before the moment. That way, our emotions Don't get a vote. It's been proven time and time again that this is the key to doing what you actually want to do. Um, There's a guy, Peter uh, Galwitzer. He's a a psychology professor at NYU. And he did this thing where he reviewed uh, 94 different studies that were done. Uh, All of them analyzed the effectiveness of pre-decisions in helping people actually implement their best intentions. And he concluded this. He concluded having a goal is absolutely no guarantee of success. So if you make a resolution, you know this year I'm gonna, I'm gonna lose 20 pounds, this year I'm gonna exercise every day, this year, but there, there's no reason to think you're actually gonna do those things B- because having a goal doesn't account for the barriers that arise along the way and stop you. What did help to ensure success? All these studies they've done, he looked at all of them, tried to figure out what's the one big learning Uh, The big learning was this, pre-deciding what to do when facing those barriers is what leads people to success, and that's what we're going to do in this series, and that's what makes us different from New Year's resolutions. New Year's resolutions are setting goals. We are not going to do that. We are pre-deciding what we are going to do in certain specific situations, and that, that is revolutionary. When, when we predecide, we let logic overrule emotion. Now you might be wondering, um, well, what predecision should I make? I mean, if it feels like the options are endless. I mean, do I need to wear the same outfit every day like Steve Jobs? If so, does it have to be as drab? <laughs> so you remember when I started, I gave you two numbers? I said, 35,006. 35,000. Six. So 35,000 is the number shaping your life. Six is the number that will allow you to take back your life. It's time for six. In this series, uh, the next six weeks, I'm going to suggest six life-defining pre-decisions we all need to make. Now, you you may choose to make others. That's cool. But but I think you're going to see as we do this series why these six are so foundational. For now... I, I just want to take a minute and be just um, a, a little more honest with you than is comfortable. Um, so I am a follower of Jesus, and I'm a pastor. But I, but I have noticed some negative qualities in me. Like, man, I want to honor God. But, but sometimes uh, the way I treat people, the way I use my resources, the way I respond to God— I don't honor God the way I want to. And uh, too often I am unprepared spiritually and it causes me to give into temptation. And and I realize it happens because my guard is down. Too often I'm just unprepared. And I'm selfish. I I, I don't want to be, but I am. I'm, I'm selfish and I find it's easier for me to want to get than to want to give. And... Uh, I I love God with all my heart, and I truly want to follow Jesus. But actually doing that happens moment by moment by moment. And I find that in too many moments, my devotion falls short. And (laughs) I am committed to the mission God has given us because I'm convinced everyone needs Jesus. But rather than being compelled to share it, too often I can be selfish with the good news of God's love. And uh, sometimes when things get tough, I, I just want to give up and quit. Like, like just walking away often feels to me like the best option. All right. My, um, my pride swallowing siege of confessions is over for now. But can I ask, man, do you resonate with any of that? Like I, I was describing me but did I also describe you? If so, I'm sure, like me, that is not who you want to be or how you want to live. So, are you ready to take your life back? We can. We can. Through the six defining predecisions we we're going to make in this series. And the other thing we're going to do, which will make all the difference, is tie these decisions to our identity. That's another reason New Year's resolutions don't work, because we make our decisions based on our identity. That's how we actually decide things every day, based on who we think we are. So if you try to change your behavior, New Year's resolution, without changing your identity, it won't work, because you're still going to be making those decisions based on your identity. And we're going to make six pre-decisions, and we're going to tie all of it to our true identity. I think the results will be revolutionary. So are you ready to choose who you will become? To live the life you want to live? Man, let's do this. Six predecisions based on our true identity, not New Year's resolutions, New Year's revolutions. We are going to take our lives back. Don't miss next week. Right now, let's pray. God, I think um yeah, you know, I, I I doubt any of us are like hate our lives or are miserable. Hopefully, but but probably all of us can see some areas where we need change, where, where things need to to get better. And God, it's all based on our decisions. Our life is the result of just the sum total of our decisions. Our decisions determine our direction and our destiny. So, God, in this series, would you help us to learn how to make better decisions? More importantly, God, to make six essential predecisions that will change our lives. And God, would you, as we make these decisions, help us to see how they tie into our true identity in you. And we pray for this series. We pray for what you're going to do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.